three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, continuing on with our Advent here, looking at Jonathan Gibson's book, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and going through his devotional. I'm reading less than half of what he has in here per day to try to stick to my five minutes and to make it encouraging to you. And if you get too much into this, a lot of this has to do with some personal prayer and prayer of intercessions and uh, the Lord's Prayer is, is repeated often and there's extra songs and so for prayer of illumination, so on and so forth. So just kind of going through some of the thoughts and then periodically read a poem or something like that. So this one is, the thought comes from John Owen who was back in the day one of the maybe one of the great thinkers uh, depending on who you listen to I guess I'm trying to think through exactly when he lived yeah 1600 died in 1683 English nonconformist theologian at University of Oxford uh, so great thinker this is what he says about Reflecting on the incarnation of Jesus Christ. After the fall, there is nothing spoken of God in the Old Testament, nothing of his institutions, nothing of the way and manner of dealing with the church, but what has respect unto the future incarnation of Christ. And it had been absurd to bring in God under perpetual anthropopathies, meaning the human race basically, as grieving, repenting, being angry, well-pleased, and the like, were it not but that the divine person intended was to take on him the nature wherein such afflictions do dwell. So he couldn't be human unless he was going to become human. So a great thought there from John Owens that kind of falls into the, the thoughts from today. So from Isaiah chapter 12, Verses 1 and 2, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So praise God for that, and that we do have life in him and before I think twice at least we've looked at Matthew 5 and the Beatitudes as some call it but we'll look at that again today as we think about God the God the son who became man and as a man him teaching this so our Lord Jesus saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So God is 
calling us not to the easy life, uh, but he is giving us great comfort in in who he is and what he has done and that he has awakened us through faith to receive what he has to give us, and that is eternal life. Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 47. Um, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should be... that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So we need to repent. That is the call. And when we are given faith to believe that he forgives, we will repent and know that we are forgiven. And it is a great assurance, a great assurance. So today you're reading Simon is Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And it's uh, uh, There's a lot in Isaiah to read during this Christmas or Advent season. So let me close this out with this prayer from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And amen. Amen. I'm realizing we didn't do the catechism, so let me... Let me close with the catechism today. All right. So the question here is, why did he suffer under Pontius Pilate as judge? The answer is so that he, though innocent, might be condemned by an earthly judge and so free us from the severe judgment of the God that was to fall on us. So there you go. Some good thoughts for today. God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you soon.